Welcome into the November 21st episode of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Leafs get their act together and show the Sabres, who's boss in a tidy 5-2 win Saturday night. We'll break that game down and tee up tonight's game against the New York Islanders. It's always a spicy one there now with Lou over there and obviously with John Tavares departing for the Maple Leafs. And a couple of updates from Morning Skate we'll get to as well. All that more coming up on today's edition of Lockdown Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On at Least podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video on YouTube. Just search up Locked On Leafs. Uh, hit subscribe and follow along. We got brand new content coming out each and every day, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs all the time. And uh, we got a game to recap. We got a game to tee up. And then we got some practice updates as well, Dave. So a bit of a busy show here. So let's get right into it. Um, the Sabres had always given the Toronto Maple Leafs fits. Doesn't matter where they are in the standings. The Leafs have always had their hands full whenever they played the Buffalo Sabres. Not the case Saturday night. Pretty tidy win for Toronto. Yeah, it's definitely one, especially the disappointment of losing against the Devils in that overtime game. The Leafs needed a game like this against uh, against the Sabres. And, yeah, we know exactly the frustration they went through last year where they constantly were losing to a team that, frankly, they should have been beating and how badly they were getting beaten by the Sabres. So, it was nice to know that the Leafs had their focus from this, from right from the get go in this game. Yeah, they did. They they really did. And I thought that they controlled the tempo, the pace of the game pretty well the entire way through. I thought special teams were outstanding, um, and you know they were getting some good five on five play. Uh, with that, why don't we get to since we got a lot to get through today? Let's get right into our three stars. Then we kind of that's our way of breaking down the game today. So why don't you give me your third star of the game, Dave? Uh, third star for me is going to be John Tavares. Like he was, he was a, and he was an animal in this game. Like he had the the deflection to get the first goal. Then he had the sweet, sweet setup on William Nylander's breakaway goal, which, yeah. yeah. So Tavares continues to just show that he, his, no, he's on another level this season. He is. He's been honestly like he's been great uh, all year long. And, and it's been really nice to see him kind of pop and show a level of consistency that we have quite seen out of JT in the last couple of seasons. And, you know, by splitting up Marner and Matthews, it's really kind of allowed him to to come alive and stay alive, I guess that you could say. Um, although we did somewhat see the lines get put back together for a few shifts there. But um, I think tonight it's going to go back to back to being that uh for me i i gotta go with my third is is the power play right doing two for three a couple of goals there they looked really really good um the one that they didn't score was the one at the end of the game where there was like 30 seconds and they damn near did um score william Melander almost went coast to coast to get the hat trick 
but it was it was just nice to see that power play start clicking. You know, it had been a uh, you know they they've been scoring, but it hasn't looked fantastic. And I thought that it was actually looking real good um, in that game. So I, I do want to give the power play third star honors. Who you giving the second star to, Dave? Uh, second star is to uh, Mitch Marner. I thought he was really good in this game too. Um, that play, the heads up play he made on the Giordano goal, not a goal, oh, yeah. and that's a goal, like the weirdest sequence. So what did you, what did you make of that? So I, when I was watching it, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize at the time in live action that that was um, like a, a good goal. Cause I just saw it go to the side. But then upon replay, you could totally see, oh, that went inside the peg, fully over the line, and then went out. But, like, the broadcast, like, CeCe's out there saying, oh, that's going to be really close. I'm like, not really. That's 100%. looks yeah, like a confirmable awesome, goal to me. And even, like, in the intermission, like, Kevin BX is like, oh, I don't know. I didn't like that. Who would have known? If the post was there, maybe he would have been able to kick it and it would have hit the post. I'm like, no, dude, that fully crossed the line. That was 100% going to be a goal for me and i thought the refs got it right yeah i think they did i mean the whole the neck come like i've seen that i've seen a play like that go against the leafs in the past i mean it, it's just it's an e those are just one of the easier ones to make it, that and uh, i know that a lot of people are like oh finally a review that goes toronto's way it was like well i mean that one was kind of an easy one to call once you kind of broke it down and uh yeah Gio knew right away he was not gonna he was not gonna be denied, and uh, I think that made him what the one of the oldest I mean at least the oldest Leaf to score a shorthanded goal, so pretty yeah. pretty cool little stat there. Yeah, yeah. So able to get three goals, um, three special teams goals, two on the power play, and then also got one uh, shorthanded. So yeah, pretty good uh, piece of business for for the Maple Leafs when it comes to their special teams in that game. Um, I gave my second star to, to, to Matt Murray, who came in, played another pretty sound game. He wasn't tested a whole lot, but the fact that he was able to come in and make the, make the saves that he had to, um, 32 save performance, stopped all of his uh, stopped shots at, at even strength um, at five on five, had a perfect save percentage, did a lot of those two power play goals. But he's been great. Like That's now four games in a row where he's been solid. Like real, real solid, um, which I think is just such a positive here for the Maple Leafs, and he gets his first win as the Toronto Maple Leaf in Scotiabank Arena with that victory. I believe he's getting the night off tonight, though. I think Shogren's going to get the start against the Islanders, so I guess it's probably good to give him a bit of a rest. He's now, you know, played in three straight games. I want to say yeah. so, like three games within like a five, six night span. So. Probably good to get him, uh, get him, a, 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 you know, a rest tonight so that he can get going for, uh, you know, for later in the week when they are going to have to play. I think they got Pittsburgh, and then they got a back to back as well. They're going to have to play Minnesota as well. Um, so I, I, I thought that he was pretty good though. So second star honors for me for Matt Murray winning his first game at May at uh, Scotia Bank Arena as a Maple Leaf. Uh, first star, Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy. Yeah, well, he was he was my de facto. Yeah, no, I knew you were gonna give your your boy Mur Daddy Fresh the star. That's why I didn't put him in my three stars. But yeah, William Nylander with like the second the, the, his second goal of the game. I think the I want to say 
yeah, the breakaway goal, like just unbelievable hands in tight. Um, I I've been so like acquired ten goals this season for William Nylander. Like, I don't know if I would say quiet. I think just like oh, he 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 just kind of got off, I guess, to a, a decent start. And he's just been consistently like every other game seems like getting on the score sheet, finding a, finding a way to score a goal. What I thought was encouraging though, in that game was, and that when he scored on the, on the breakaway, that was like the second breakaway that he had gotten in that game. The first one, he wasn't able to finish. But if you remember like last year, he was getting like two or three breakaways per game last season. Like he was really being able to get sprung for breakaways. He was scoring on a lot of them. Um, so I had, after watching that in last night's game, I remembered and I'm like, we haven't seen that as much this year. Am I wrong about that? Or have we not seen him get sprung for as many breakaways as we did a year ago? Uh, I haven't, yeah, I don't think he's gotten as many, he's got quite a few like odd man chances and like, you're often seeing him in those positions like, oh, I like, well, he's got a good chance to score and it's either it's missed the net or goalie makes a good save like he's been he's been close i mean he's he's putting himself in great positions uh to get these scoring chances i mean the, also the important thing is he's doing it at five on five right yeah i know he's been productive on the power play but he's i, I just like that you know we, we said that in order for this team to really take that next step a guy like Willie neon is gonna have to step up with john tavares and it's funny because they made that line change and we're like, you know what? It's not bad that Martin or Matthews are split up because also you're getting Nylander a different look and no, nope, put him with Tavares and they make that magical goal. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like that's, that's good for their confidence as a group because Tavares is always complimented on the, you know, what Nylander brings. I, I think uh, they, they just got to, keep this consistency going. They just got to keep building this throughout the season. Yeah, completely agree. It's, uh, it's, it's been nice to see. Um, and I think William Nylander, like if, if this is the consistency that he can bring night in, night out, like this, this team's got a good chance to win a lot of hockey games. Cause you know, you know, Marner now on a, what's he on 12 game point streak. He's going to get his points. Eventually these goals are going to start dropping for, for um, Austin Matthews, especially at five on five, still sitting at just two, the shooting percentage is up four. Um, but everyone else seems to be scoring around him, which is great. So once those goals start coming from, from Matthews, and if everybody else can keep up this pace, at least you're going to win a lot of hockey games this year, a lot of hockey games. Uh, and they got another chance to win a hockey game later tonight. They'll be taking on the New York Islanders at Scotiabank Arena. But before I get into all that, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors. And that's Simply Safe. Uh, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spiked nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Or your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Um, in an emergency 24 7, professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response simply safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room window and door hd security cameras for inside and out smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when the threat is real and even in hazard uh, sensors that detect fires floods 
and other threats to your home. With the top-rated SimpliSafe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust the system settings. Don't miss uh, your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off the new SimpliSafe system at SimpliSafe.com slash LockedOnNHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you won't want to wait. That's SimpliSafe.com slash LockedOnNHL. There's no safe like SimpliSafe. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We are hosts here at Locked On Leafs. Um, we are teeing up Leafs and Islanders tonight. Uh, it's it's always a fun game when these two play each other. There's always that extra added animosity because you got Lou over there now, and then you've got John over here, and there always seems to be just a little bit of friction between these two clubs, eh? Yeah, yeah, I like the rivalry that's built up uh, between these two teams. I mean, it, it helps that the Islanders fans decide to act like complete clowns when John Tavares went there and his first came back. So I, I, I do appreciate that they're, they're bringing a little bit of fire to this rivalry. You know what? The I mean, my thought on the Islanders a few weeks ago is kind of different now. They're, they're playing a little bit better, so this isn't a game that I expect the Leafs to take easily anymore so yeah i'm looking forward to this game uh especially you know this these are the types of teams the Leafs have to start racking up some wins against not going to be easy and i want to see how they rate rate uh rise to the challenge yeah they certainly do have to start getting some uh some victories against some you know against these teams that are within uh the eastern conference playoffs i suppose but you know it's a team that's won six or last ten they're on a, a heater They've, lost, they've dropped a couple of games here of late uh, on this road trip. So Toronto hoping to continue uh, giving them that slide, I suppose. Um, they're 11 and 8 on the year, plus 10 goal differential. Scored 63 goals this year. And if I'm not mistaken, unless something has changed since Friday, Matt Barzal is still without a goal. I'm pretty sure, unless he scored over the weekend. But coming into the weekend, actually, no, he's got two goals now. But he was coming into the weekend, he had zero goals and 18 assists, which is hilarious. Now he's got uh, a couple. So Matty Barzal. Yeah, scored two against the uh, Stars. Yeah, so it looks like he's starting to heat up a little bit here um, and get some goals into the back of the net, which probably not a great thing for Toronto because he's a, a talented, talented player. But uh, everything's going to be the same <clears throat> as it was against Buffalo, except Eric Schalgren is going to get the start in net. Uh, I, I mean – you like that move, I guess. You just finally give Matt Murray a day off after kind of riding him for three straight games. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, you're hearing that Samsov, I know we're going to talk a little more about it, but he doesn't seem close. He got a, a road trip coming up back-to-back later in the week. You need to give you need to give Matt Murray, you can't have him playing, you know, you can't ride him too much, right? We know his, his health situation is, He's playing so well. I mean, Sheldon Key pretty much called it an elite goaltending performance against the Sabres, and I, I agree with that. So I do think, uh, yeah, this is a game. If you're going to get Shogren into a game this week, uh, this would be one of the more ideal ones to do it. Yeah, I, I would think so. And you're probably, yeah, because you're hoping Samson is back for the weekend back-to-back. So this would probably be the last 
last game that we should see Schalke for quite some time. It's at least kind of fingers closed, uh, fingers crossed on that one. We'll chat about it uh, a little bit more in a, in a sec. But I think also you look at the fact that Toronto has had the upper hand on the Islanders. Um, you know, for the last few years, they've won four straight meetings. They were three and zero last year in uh, in the season series, outscoring them. Uh, what was this? Be ten to three. Um, and remember, actually, it was Joseph Wall who got a shutout in New York, like the second night in their building. You remember that game? Yeah. Yep. So you know, so they've been able to play well with their not their number one um, against the Islanders team. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I, I, I'll, I think Schalke will be perfectly fine. He's given them steady goaltending too. Like they haven't really piled up the wins behind him because he hasn't gotten the goal support. But he's been. He's been fine. He's been good enough for them to uh, at least get some wins. Um, So as we noted, no change, which means Nick Robertson continues to be a healthy scratch. I just don't know why they don't send him down to the minors. If they're going to continue to sit this guy out and, you know, Sheldon Keefe was asked about this Saturday and he was asked about it again. He said, it's nothing that he's done. He's looking okay. It's what everyone who's in the lineup, not giving them a reason to get out of the lineup. People are proving that they should stay in the lineup, and that's why Nick Robertson has been able to find his way back in. And if that's the case, I mean, this is somebody who hasn't played a whole lot of hockey over the last three seasons, like since the pandemic. Um, He just needs to play some games. Like, send this guy down to the minors. Having him scratch for the entire week as opposed to going down and ripping it up in a top six role with the Marlies makes zero sense to me, Dave. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what exactly. It, it just seems like there isn't a plan for this guy. There, somebody was saying, well, it's good that he's getting practice time with the big no. club and he's staying ready. But, well, you know, it's another way you can stay ready if you play hockey games. I don't even care where it is at this point. He needs to play. Yeah. He, like confidence wise how like frustrating must this be for him to be practicing waiting for his opportunity you know before the sabers game the bottom six i mean mostly that third line wasn't doing much there was opportunity there for him to get in and he still wasn't able to get in like at some point this you know i don't know how somebody doesn't step in and especially on the development side so you know what let's just get him into a game with the marlies they even played at scotia bank arena this past weekend like it's not like the Marlies were on a road trip. And you didn't want you wanted to keep them close by or something. This is where it's frustrating for me to see something like that. And I mean, if he doesn't get into a game this week, at some point, you have to have that conversation of let's just get him down to the Marlies because there's only so much he can do in practice. Game footage always speaks louder volumes than what he does in practice, in my opinion. No, I, I agree, and, and I just looked at it. Since COVID, he's only played in 76 hockey games. Like, for a kid who, who was 19, 20, now 21 years old, these are his prime development years. Not playing games is not, I don't believe, good for him. So it, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you're not going to play him up here, then send him down to the minors. Let him cook down there. Um, and it's, I mean, it's completely common for a 21-year-old second-round pick to be in the American League for a couple of years before coming up to the big club. If they're not going to play him, if they think that, you know, whatever formula is working right now in their top six and they don't want to play him in the bottom six, then allow him to go and flourish in the American Hockey League. That's the only thing that I I guess I would have to say on that one. And, and getting another 
uh, scratch here for scratch. I think third in a row. Um, it's it's a little bit of a head scratcher. Uh, I mean, it isn't. It isn't like to be honest with you. I don't mind that he's not playing. I think the team has played well, and he hasn't necessarily like made himself uh, non-expendable. But if you're gonna have him around, play him or send him down. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, all right, what are your keys tonight for the? Actually, you know what? Before we get to the keys of the game, uh, let me tell you about one of. Another of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to hockey, basketball to soccer, esports. We got it all covered at BetOnline.net. We're always the fast and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Lockdown Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti, your hosts here with you today. Maple Leafs taking on the New York Islanders tonight at Scotiabank Arena, Toronto, looking for their to get a streak going here, a little second win in a row potentially against the Islanders. Uh, they've won four in a row against the Islanders, and they've won six of their last seven in Toronto against the Islanders. So a lot of things going their way right now, and they're coming off a pretty solid win against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, what do you think the Maple Leafs had to do tonight? What are your three keys for them to ensure victory over the Islanders? One is get off to, get off to a good start. They've been, that's been kind of key for them the last few games. Um, but not just get off to a good start, but watch out for the, like the, you know, you score a goal, watch for the response right against the devils they scored a goal and then almost literally they were not even like done writing down the goal scores name on the goal sheet and they went back into the back of the net like yeah they got to watch those swings because the islanders they're a team that's going to want to respond you know they, they're they, they've been off to a, a you know tough start they don't want the least to gain build momentum so you got to do what you can to just watch those those swings and momentum yeah, I completely agree. A, a, a quick start is definitely something that I had on on my list. Um, another one that I had is is you got to get traffic to the net, right? You got to get traffic to the goaltender. Um, we didn't see that a whole lot in the in the Jersey game. You saw that a little bit more in the in the Buffalo game. And I think this is going to be important in tonight's game as well. I believe I saw Ilya Sorokin starting tonight for uh for the islanders i think i saw sorokin starting and and if that's the case he's expected to start at the very least like he's a very good goaltender like he's legitimately potentially a top five goalie in the in the national hockey league and if he could see a puck he's gonna stop a puck so they gotta do a pretty good job like they did uh, a couple of weeks ago they gotta get bodies in front of the net um try and get some deflections try and get these goaltenders trying to peak one way and score the other uh and try and get some rebounds and score some dirty, greasy rebound goals. That's kind of the, some of the ways that you got to beat a team like the Islanders who are pretty gritty. So um, I think you got to get some traffic uh, out in front of Ilya Sorokin or even Simeon Varlamov, uh, whoever ends up in net tonight. I believe it's going to be Sorokin. Uh, yeah, so that's Sorokin another, yeah, that's another key for me. Uh, what's one more you got? Uh, one more for me. Shogren's just got to gotta be steady. Don't let those back-breaking goals – the Leafs have had good goaltending with Matt Murray. It's not gonna. I'm not expecting elite goaltending, 
from Eric Schalgren, but you know, he's been sitting for a little bit. Hopefully this gave him a chance to kind of recharge a little bit. And I, I, I you know, leave, leave a good impression if this is potentially his last game uh, with the big, big club for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, here's another one for you. Why don't we start getting some uh, some scoring at five on five? Wouldn't that be nice? Some five on five scoring, right? Sorry, I got that Beach Boy song stuck in my head when you said that. But yes, like, I totally agree. They're still sitting there, just thirty three goals um, scored at five on five, which is twenty fourth in the NHL, behind the Nashville Predators, behind the Buffalo Sabers, the Detroit Red Wings. They're scoring less goals than all those clubs. They have the same amount of goals scored currently as uh right same amount of goals no they have one more goal than the anaheim ducks for pete's sake than the philadelphia flyers for pete's sake this is where the maple leaf scoring is at at five on five luckily they are not being scored on a whole lot at five on five um they're actually what are they sixth in the nhl seventh in the nhl in um goals against that five on five but they gotta start putting pucks in the back of the net when when you know it's full strength and especially Austin Matthews, who's still sitting there with two five-on-five goals because he's been the king of that all season long. So five-on-five scoring has got to be uh, a, a priority for this team going forward for sure. Uh, okay, a couple of notes from practice for uh, from today. Sheldon Keefe did speak on Ilya Samsonov and TJ Brody. So Samsonov expected to take part in uh, full practice tomorrow. He'll get back and, and skate and um, hopefully he will be ready to go for this weekend. There's an upcoming back-to-back. We've got Minnesota and then uh, I believe it's, is it Pittsburgh on the Saturday? Yeah. Pittsburgh again? Yeah, so Minnesota and Pittsburgh. Um, so hopefully he'll be ready to go for, for one of those games. I would probably think, like, if he's good to go for Minnesota, that'd be terrific, right? You got Minnesota on the Friday, and then you, you allow Matt Murray to play Pittsburgh again after a solid outing on uh, – on the Saturday, perhaps that's probably what I'd be hoping for. Yeah, especially you know Minnesota's in a bit of a, a tough stretch right now. Mark Andre Fleury's sidelined. You know Pittsburgh has been actually doing quite well ever since the Leafs beat them. So you want you want to make sure Samsonov's not coming to the fire brigade right right in his first start back from a a knee injury. Um, but I mean, he's not playing unless he's totally, you know, given the 100% to be cleared. So I, I think that would make the most sense. Given the first game of the back-to-back, usually teams play better on the first night. Hate to say it, Matt Murray, you're going to get the tougher of the assignments uh, just because you're the fresher one right now. Yeah. I don't even like, I don't know if I would consider Pittsburgh the tougher assignment at this point. I mean, they're both you know tough teams. I'll, I'll give them that, but um, it's 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 going to be a tough week. They're, they're going out on the road after tonight's game. They'll be in Jersey, uh, which we know is going to be a difficult game. Clearly, the Devils still rolling right now with their win streak. You've got Toronto. Uh, you got them going into Minnesota, and then they're in Pittsburgh. So um, after a lengthy kind of homestand, now they're they're back on the road. It'll be a, a difficult week, and it's going to be a difficult like all the way through the rest of the month and and into um, December. They play like every other night pretty much so there's no extended um you know time off for these guys so I, it could be a good thing though it could allow them to get into a groove which it seems like matt murray's kind of getting himself into a groove which is good as long as everybody stays healthy i think that's that's got to be uh 
be the main priority here. Uh, and speaking of healthy, TJ Brody, um, still going to be out for, for about another week. So he's, uh, yeah, so he's, he's, you know, progressing, but still not ready to go <clears throat> with that, uh, with that oblique injury. So, uh, those are the notes that I saw. Did you see anything else pop out of practice? Um, kind of while we were recording, I saw some people tweeting away, but anything else that you saw? I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see anything that really, I mean, TJ Brody not doing as well as they hoped is not a good sign. Yeah. You know, him being, you know, constantly feeling it, that's uh, that's going to be a tough one there. Well, they um, said it was going to be, what, two weeks? At least two weeks. So, like, it's the fact he's not ready shouldn't be surprising, but it, it just seems like they're kind of tempering expectations for him to not uh, not really push. Like, he's not traveling at all, which means, like, He's not gonna be anywhere close. And if that's the case, um, I mean, I, I, I have not been pleased. I think we could both say with the play of Rasmus Sandin. Uh, even you know, Lilligren's had his gaps too, and Kyle Dubas did come out last week and say, you know, over the next few weeks, we'll be. It'll give us a chance with with Brody out to take a look at these young kids and in. You know Lilligren and Sandine, and see if they can try and fill from within. Um, not sure we've seen that, and it, it might be it might be time for the Maple Leafs to make a move here at some point and, and get themselves uh, a legitimate top four defenseman to uh, to put in that group. Yeah, we're just seeing too many of the same mistakes, right? Yeah, especially from Sandine. You know, he he's. He's got he's he's the latest guy to, you know, not be in the good graces of the fan base when he held out for a contract, comes back, hasn't really done what what is probably expected of him. And I understand that they're gonna continue to support him. It's tough to, you know, be behind the eight ball, but at the same time, I'm seeing the mistakes that he's making and you got he's gotta learn from them at some point. Otherwise, yeah. You know, you got to go find somebody that's not going to put yourself in a, in the situations that you constantly find yourself in when Sandine's on the ice. Yeah, so we'll see. Tonight, hopefully, they have a better game against the Islanders um, and then progressing into, you know, another bit. problem is, like, it, it, it starts to snowball once these mistakes compound game after game, and that seems to be what's kind of happened with these kids right now. They've both kind of been relegated to a third-line role together, a third-pair role where they can be sheltered at the very least. Uh, and hopefully they can start to make some positive impact. And, you know, that can start to, to escalate into, you know, a better situation as opposed to the snowball that we've seen over the last little bit. So maybe they can get something going tonight. Hopefully it should be a fun game. Seven o'clock puck drop down at Scotiabank Arena. Leafs taking on the New York Islanders. Uh, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked Up Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Also, you can follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like, smash that like button, leave a comment down below if you're on YouTube watching the show. Uh, appreciate you all for tuning in. Um, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll tee up. Uh, or we'll recap, rather, the game against the Islanders tonight. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.